0: Welcome, Welcome to, to art, art. <laughs> with <laughs> <laughs> Fiona Verity. Say it again. Fiona? No. Fiona Verity. And
1: Julie Nicholson.
0: i would just know be that, quiet.
1: We... Yeah, you shut up and we'll get on with it.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: my it's bloody just... alarm.
0: This is all your dreams come true, isn't
2: it? I love it. No, I love you guys.
0: <laughs> I know, no, <laughs> no. It's all, it's all Julie's dreams come true oh. because I've got to be quiet.
2: You don't have to be quiet, Fee.
1: Come on. I won't be. You know I won't. I know. Um, okay. Can we call you Willie?
2: Totally call me Willie. Great, free great name. I'm long yeah.
1: Did you notice on the screenshot I sent you? I nearly wet myself. It said Willie meeting for the Zoom meeting. Fiona, put yeah. Willie meeting. I Willie meet. <laughs> um, okay, Willie Russo. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We found out about you through Amber Creswell Bell because we went to the gallery and did a. It was like an emerging artist talk about how to approach galleries. It was really great, it's very necessary. And she had on the list, a list of mentors. I think actually you were the only one on there and you were the mentor that she mentioned. So we have you know, had you in the back of our heads for a while, but your background, if I'm right, is in journalism. You've written a book, you host a breakfast radio show on two SER in Sydney, and now you host art podcasts and mentor artists.
2: When do you sleep, Willie? Yeah, hence the 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 lucky. This is an audio format, not a visual format. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. Um, firstly, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I, I um I love you guys, and I um, it was so funny. I I listened to your podcast as well, and I was. Most recently, oh, this is just a quick digress and then I'll answer your question, uh, but most recently when you did the podcast with um, Maria from Talking With Painters and you were having a bit of giggle with her about saying, do people fangirl you? or, you know, yeah. like fan you. And I totally did. I totally did at the Archie's announcement. I went up to Maria and I was like, Oh, Maria, I really <laughs> love what you do. And she was like, Oh, that's very nice. What do you do? And I felt like such a dick. Cause I was like going, well, I kind of do this. I have an art podcast as well, but it's different. I'm not like you. And like, <laughs> I was just laughing because yeah, when you guys were talking about that, I was like, yes, I did that. We, I totally we do. did exactly the same thing, really We
0: went up to her and we were like,
1: hello, Maria. <laughs> yeah. We did the same thing. We said, we've got a podcast, but it's different than yours. We didn't want to seem like we were saying that we're better or yeah. stepping on anyone's toes. Yeah, but she yeah. was she so great. She didn't She's know
0: beautiful. what to say, though, did she, Jules? She was like, you, you're the worker. The, 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 uh, what? she didn't want to say it do you want to say, say
1: word. You're the word wankers you're the wankers. <laughs> you're the wankers yeah we said it for her it's fun um, um,
2: so how so, did you yeah how did, this how did you get of, into
1: journalism yeah. how did it all start
2: um so i previously uh i spent a decade working in recruitment and hr and then in my late 30s was like i don't want to do this anymore so i'm going to restudy retrain and move into writing and um writing and uh producing stories and journalism and and working in that kind of medium I, I really love you know telling other people's stories and um mm. sharing really interesting stories and so I started working at 2SER which is a local Sydney station and then I thought oh my god I've got this like airtime. I'm going to start promoting the arts because I, my husband and I, we collect, I really love it. I'm not artistic at all in terms of, I don't paint, I don't, nothing. Um, But I love the arts. I I love supporting the arts. And I thought I'm just going to start profiling Australian artists on radio. Yeah. So the weekly segment started like that profiling artists and, it was meant to be sort of five to seven minutes. And I started pushing out to like 12 and 15 minutes and my station management said to me, uh, okay, like, this is kind of getting too long. Why don't you turn it into a podcast and you can put the full conversation on the podcast and then we can just play a snippet
1: on <sighs> air.
2: So that's kind of how the arty podcast side came about. Um then the mentoring came about because I was finding that I would do the interview with my guests and then once the recording stopped, I unconsciously slipped back into HR lady mode in terms of how's it all going? How, you know, what's been working well, what hasn't? What are you trying to achieve? Where do you want to go? Um, how have you been trying to do that? And it was actually um, Yuri Shimyo who was an Archibald finalist last year. Mm. I had the conversation with her and she said to me, oh my God, that was like, that was like one of the best conversations I've had about the direction of where I'm going um, in a really long time. And, Mm. you know, thank you for asking those questions and making me think about that. And, She was like, you know, I said, Yuri, do you think other people would need that? And she goes, yeah, I can imagine they would. So um, the mentoring just started this year and it has started very small and has grown quite quickly um, because, as you guys would know, like a lot of artists, you have your art community, but you spend a lot of time working alone, right? Mm. And, And you know your immediate surrounds in terms of, what you want to create and maybe what prizes are out there or what galleries are looking. But in terms of having that person to kind of bounce the ideas off and and just help you structure things out, um, unless you've got a really good art friend, but even then, like your art friend, you're like, well, you're my friend. So, like, mm. you're just telling me. Yeah.
1: And also, I think know? an art friend is maybe more... Um, <laughs> well, it depends on who the friend is, but like more helpful on technique and yeah. does it have good depth? Does it, you know, what, what are you doing there? What does that shape mean? Whereas you're coming from the business side a bit. Like what about HR do you think is universal to
2: every job? That, that includes being an artist. Yeah, I think it's just that ability to kind of step back a bit and ask the questions and ask, get the individual to start thinking about where do they want to take this, um, mm-hmm. and and being a really good listener, um, sort I of. feel he-
0: like that, Willie. HR is like therapy, isn't it? A little like career counselor. I never worked in a business that was big enough to have an HR department. Mm. So, oh, I like the sound of this HR. We need <laughs> <Yeah>. HR, Julie. <laughs>
1: Do people come to you in HR, in like, if you work in a big business in HR and say, how can I further my career? Is that what they do?
2: Um, So I, at times, yes, if you work in a large enough organisation and there is progression within that organisation, you will work, the HR will work with the, well, a good HR will work with an individual to go, okay, this is your potential career path in this organisation Mm. what how do you how do you need to get there what do you want to get there do you want to get there um mm. you know the commitment and uh requirements for this role you know five years down the track are x y and z are those things that you actually want how does it fit with your life um mm. now there are some hr that it's just about this is your performance review this is your salary like the role can really vary between organizations but when i worked in it i always worked for the individual yeah to help move them yeah okay I, so I you, always, you
1: must have a
0: sorry for you go sorry i always thought it was there for you know um you know when you watch the tv shows and if you have a relationship with somebody in the company you have to go <laughs> and
2: oh, you have to <laughs> declare the relationship no accounts and marketing <laughs> team passing on a friday night right no like, no, no, no <laughs> not
1: but so you must have a pretty de- deep knowledge of the kind of things that artists can achieve if you're mentoring them like is that just from experience of, of collecting and meeting artists and, and doing your podcast or did you have a bit of an idea before or is it universal
2: um yeah no so I would say over the last three years I've really dived into the art world particularly here in Australia in terms of getting across the various avenues that artists can go down, um, the various galleries, the type of works the galleries are taking, how they're taking work, um, when and why they take work, um, and then from kind of talking to all of the different artists, noticing different trends that between artists at the the various stages of their careers, um, and hurdles that they were trying to get over that maybe they they didn't realize that 5 years ago they were trying to get over something much smaller but they've done that now and how their careers have traversed if that makes sense so i would say like my art education per se is purely from throwing myself into the australian art scene
0: yeah Wow! No, that's awesome because it's so hard. I think in terms of listening to your interview with Amber um, recently, um, talking about the fantastic emerging art prize that Michael Reed's just launched. Yeah, it's so interesting that whole emerging. You know, it's you can emerge for a long time. You know, it's like I keep thinking, "Fuck! I must have. I'm surely I should have emerged by now." Yeah, am <laughs> I emerged? Like. <laughs> like but because I don't feel like I have but oh man I've been chipping at this rock for
2: so long that you know mm. <laughs> yeah right and it, and I think it's um yeah I love the way Amber said you know that someone can have been painting for 20 years and they can still be emerging right exactly um,
0: and yeah definitely and Michael Reed when we spoke to him in Miranda he said not everybody emerges and that's okay yeah. which I think also important to get your head round, you know, and you know when you enter for art prizes like the women's um art prize the Ravenswood, mm-hmm. um there's the professional section and the emerging section, and I think it's confusing if you don't understand all the you know the facts behind of like we just said, you couldn't be emerging for twenty years that's okay but i
1: think I think if you're confused, you ain't ticking professional artists, are you
0: no. Generally confused. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In
1: life? Or they just... should put confused or professional. <laughs> that should be the categories. That's right, actually. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like what? I don't think there was emerging artists around 100 years ago. This is a new term.
0: Yes. I think so, too. I think they were called assistants.
2: Yes. You know what? You guys touched on this when you were talking to Maria about the apprenticeships. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I, and I wonder if, like, this emerging category, um, it's fun. I've had a, another conversation with another artist, with lots of conversations with artists, obviously, and this individual was saying, you know, Instagram has been a catch-22, right, because for this person, they're a very professional, experienced artist. They've been a finalist um, a, in some of the big prizes in Australia. And they were saying, you know, all through art school we painted and we painted and we didn't sell any of that stuff and we struggled and we figured out our style, whereas now people are able to, like, paint and sell their practice paintings and make a living um, thanks to the access that people have to art via things like Instagram. But it really kind of ground this artist's gears that, people were able to sell their practice works um, and make a living. If that makes sense? Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Yes. No, I, I see what you, you mean for sure. I, I think it has opened up a whole new world for artists. It's amazing. Um, and, and particularly for emerging artists, I think if you're represented, then Instagram's, you know, still valid, but I don't think it's the most important thing. Um, no, that you need. But, but for emerging artists, but
2: what, what like how do you approach mentoring artists what's your format mm, so I have um, I've created a form that I send like so artists book in they fill out this form and it's kind of I guess created from my HR kind of hat and it's it's not an it's by no stretch of the imagination a really in-depth form but it just has some key questions on there um, a bit of some rating systems about you know what they're trying to achieve, how happy they've been with their last 12 months, um, what they work in, um, what they specifically is their things they need to get or want to get out of the session. They fill that out, they send it back to me, and that kind of guides the session. Yeah. Um And it's more, it's a, I get them to start, talk me through your practice, talk me through what you do. And I'm very clear with everyone. I'm not necessarily ever going to, like you were saying before, Julie, talk to you about what does that shape mean or how have you created that depth? I can tell you what I think are your strongest pieces. But interestingly enough, it's not people so far, but very few people have come to me asking about their creative, um, their creative, Uh, skill it's more about I want to get into this gallery or I want to be in three years time I want to be a prize finalist in this prize what are the steps I need to do to get there Mm. and so um, it's almost a conversation for the hour talking back and forth about what they've outlined in their form um, my observations of their career to date in terms of the steps that they've taken and then what I believe from my observations what they need to do moving forward and really interestingly my most recent influx of clients and this is not all of them but my most recent influx of clients are all represented in galleries Mm. Uh, ah interesting yeah what do they want god damn them they yeah. want more julie they want more what do they want they want coaching on how to have some difficult conversations with their galleries Ah. or they want an understand I- <laughs> what did you say i said i think i'd be
1: good <laughs> what having difficult quick, conversations good. well it's true and you've hit a good point because you know i think that getting represented would be the be-all and end-all, but it's probably just the beginning of the journey. It's
2: totally,
0: Julie. Yes, I can imagine. So do you think that's the most common need at the moment, really, of of artists that is then, that they feel stuck perhaps, that they want to progress to the next gallery, but they don't know how?
2: It's Yeah, it's it's very much so. So it's either a, a getting into the gallery, so there's the emerging well, there's the artist starting out of how do I even get into the gallery system? That's one kind of consistent conversation. And then um, it is the, okay, I'm at this gallery. This has been our track record. This is the conversation I want to have. Is that fair? Is it not? These are my expectations. Are they fair? Are they not? Um, Yeah. You know, I'm represented regionally now. I'd like to get capital city representation. How do I negotiate that between, you know, the two galleries that I'm talking to? So it's almost a lot of, like, conversation bouncing as well of, okay, you know, also bearing in mind the relationship with the gallery in terms of valuing and respecting that and acknowledging that um, but then being like, you know, taking the emotion out of the conversation if that's possible and just saying, you know where do we go from here and how do we do that yeah mm.
0: and i that also it's about finding the right fit oh, be- yeah. this is something you know something we've had conversations with lots of people you know it's that whole you might be barking up the wrong tree and it's not your own fault because there is a mystique be- behind the art world in australia it's almost as if I think that's kind of, I don't know whether it's there because that's part of the glamour and the, you know, (laughs) it creates this kind of, you know, arty world or whether it's genuinely is quite hard to work out how to navigate.
2: And it's all run so independently, right? Like there's no one kind of set rule or set submission time or set way Mm. that galleries like to be approached, right? So you're having to figure out, okay, if I want to go to this gallery, who's the person, what time of year, do they even take submissions, do they not, what are they looking for in that submission? Like there are some consistencies throughout the submission process, but then there's also, it's highly nuanced, the gallery. Definitely. But
1: do you think it's it's like also, um, I think artists need to find a gallery that's right for them. I think as uh, especially emerging artists, you have to do a, a lot of, research and say well my work is not going to sit in this gallery because they don't their clients don't buy that kind of work so that's that's sort of more important i think doing that kind of research than just um saying i want to be in in a gallery you need to be in the right gallery
2: exactly yeah Yeah. tailing tailoring to why that gallery who do they currently stock how does your work sit amongst that suite of artists and also the question is increasingly at the moment as well, do you want to go down the gallery paths? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you you don't necessarily have to. I kind of feel there are these three paths in the Australian art scene. And... Um, okay. My, what, what, tell us, what's the three? Okay. So, and one, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to proviso this with, um, one is not better than the other. They mm-hmm. are just different. Mm. Um, so... There's the traditional kind of gallery, submitting to prizes, long game, Um, your work ideally in the traditional gallery path, you get picked up by a smaller gallery, then a bigger gallery, and then your price work, your prices increase over time and you continue to kind of create more traditional art in a sense. You may or may not go down the prints range, You may focus on originals. Um, That's one kind of path that's kind of quite traditional. Um, There's the go it alone. There are increasingly a number of artists who are going it alone and don't want to give up or not don't want to give up, but rather than giving up that, um, you know, 30 to 50 to 60%, they are keeping it all but then having to almost uh, sacrifice one day a week to the logistics and admin of processing invoices and posting out and doing your social media and all that kind of stuff and then there's kind of the want of a better word and I've got it written down here it's like retail home interiors it's like you get written about in the design files or a home interior magazine, you get picked up by jumbled online. You then maybe get picked up by Julia greenhouse, who has done fantastic things for opening up the art world to, you know, a wider audience at a a different price point. And then maybe you're Fenton and Fenton. And that's like, that's a, that's a volume game. That's a, um, that's a trend game in terms of, you know, your people are coming to designers with mood boards and maybe there's a picture of a specific artist that they've seen in a magazine and that's what they're going to create their home around is that kind of color palette. And yeah, it's rare to see people move between those three. It's not impossible. And it's funny, I was doing a little bit of research before I came on Belinda Henry is one artist who is kind of traversed the traditional gallery prize winner. Like she's been an Archibald and a win finalist, right? Yeah. Um, but she has prints available at Julia Greenhouse. And interestingly enough, when you jump on Julia Greenhouse, or Greenhouse interiors, there's no mention of her win or Archibald finalist when you read her blurb it's just it's not of interest to that crowd right what you get is that she's been in house and garden and that she's been in home and that she's been in bell like Mm. it's not interesting yeah and it's just the different you know greenhouse interiors know their market know that their market are buying things influenced by those publications whereas in a traditional gallery sense the artists you know collectors are influenced by the provenance of the piece and the artist's story and has this artist been listed in any finalists um yeah it's funny it reminds
1: me of um Grayson Perry do you remember (laughs) a critic said that his art all his paintings were interior design and and then he called his show something like you know the interior design show because you know every painting in a gallery is really for to go on a wall as an interior design it's funny isn't it but the the, as you say, the provenance with each section is completely different.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and like I said, that's, just, that's my observation. And, um, Johnny K is kind of going a bit between, he has some originals on greenhouse interiors and some, um, he's represented in a couple of great galleries, but, um, there's not a lot of artists tr- like crisscrossing, if that makes no, sense. Is that
1: because when you're represented by a gallery, they're like, oh you you can't do that. You have to be exclusive.
2: Yeah, some are, some are. Um I, I and the whole gallery representation thing is so interesting, yeah. right? Like that some have contracts, some don't have contracts. Mm. Um, some are exclusive, some are not exclusive. Um again that goes to what you were saying before of making sure you find the if you are going down the gallery path, making sure you find the gallery that suits you. Mm. Um, And also understanding the expectations of each other. Um, Because even if you do get gallery representation, you may get one show every two years, depending on how many artists the gallery have. And is that okay by you? Like, do you want one, at least one a year? So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: It seems a lot of artists we've interviewed recently who are, I'm just, I mean, I'm, as you were saying it, I'm almost placing people in the columns and um, thinking, oh, yeah, that's true. That I can see that artist is that and that is this. And some have got five galleries because yeah. they they need to feed their family and a, a show every two years isn't enough. Mm. You know, yeah. so it's really fascinating. But I think it's it's the knowledge that is key and it's so confusing Um to navigate it so having somebody like yourself who can say this is how it works this is what i recommend to you and you sometimes as an artist can't see yourself so Mm. it's like having somebody like you to guide you is so helpful because it's um sometimes you can't see it when it's in front of you perhaps you know and you do you do get stuck don't you it's so you know
1: Mm. or you or you might think your work is suitable for one column but yeah. Willie would probably go. Actually, it's much more suited in this column, and away you go. But maybe yeah. you've got it in your head but, you know you're in this other <laughs> column. Oh God, I need you, Willie. I'm booking in. <laughs> I, I am bloody now, booking now, in. Now. Oh, <laughs> so what? What do you think is like when artists come to you? What have you found as a sort of collective? Is the m- most common sort of misconception that artists have about being an artist? Oh, They're any oh. good?
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no it's really um there's a lot of fear and and I would say this is kind of in any situation there's a lot of fear around having particular conversations
0: yeah
2: yeah that's me and whether it's conversations with um whether it's conversations with collectors um also um I think we you know working up in terms of the fear of um you know, just ask the question, you know, ask the question. And and you know what? If the answer's no, well, it's no this time, but it doesn't mean it's going to be no next time, right? So, and also I think the thing is figuring out why you're in this game because you touched on it before, Julie, when you said some people need to feed the family. So are, are you in this to Like, why are you in this? What do you want to achieve? You know, often artists will come to me like, oh, I want to be earning a certain amount of money. And I'm like, okay, well, let's break that down in terms of if you, and my math is not great. So let's pick an easy um, figure. $12,000 a year, that's $1,000 a month. How many paintings do you need to sell for that? What are you doing to work towards that? And you literally break it down week by Mm. week. What do you need to be selling? And if you're not getting there, why not and how long do you give yourself to work in one kind of strategy before you go okay we need to turn this around what else can I be doing how else can I do it so mm.
1: um, yeah yes
0: and it must happen in the literary world okay this must be a common thing for authors yeah but for some reason I don't know whether artists are I just don't know why there isn't more of it because it just seems so essential Um, and I guess that authors have an equally difficult time to get um, their books into bookshops you know and get the attention that they need you know I guess it's all creatives suffer from the same problems but for
2: some reason the art world just seems to be swollen with artists yeah there are lots of artists, and I and I wonder if it because it is that visual medium that you're less able to hide right whereas lots of writers unless you're putting your work out there um no one's seeing it no 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 one's seeing it (laughs) so there's no they're not
0: judging you unless they're judging you from your cover kind of thing you know so it's i don't know maybe they do in that those circles um it's, it's it's hard to know but I think yeah it is it's great to know that there is help which is you know I think on lots of our listeners I think will be frothing from listening oh,
1: to because uh, do you find that it's the business skills of artists that are getting in the way really of and but do you think like you said is it a confidence thing or is it skills not learnt because you can you can know those skills but as you say unless you've got the confidence to ask because what we found doing the podcast is that really it's all about asking mm. it's asking you it's asking people you meet it's asking the artist it's asking for an apprenticeship it's asking how do you do that um you know it's it's all about asking so is it the confidence that you need or is it you know the business skills oh, please, please. oh hang on willie's dropped off oh someone what are you... act... oh so, willie you dropped I... off hang on start that again oh no you dropped off again this is you covered get... hang on willie you stopped where is willie hang on i'm just texting someone she wants someone phone uh, just Doing a Zoom (laughs) interview. Hang on. I'll phone you back. I'll phone you back. You can back on. So oh, we're leaving that in. (laughs) Will is off. Will is on. What did I ask? Oh, confidence. That's right. Oh, she's so good. I am booking in. Should have done that ages ago. Mind you, sometimes I think it takes a, a while to
2: know what you do want. No. Well, sorry,
1: Willie. Oh, my God, don't like even. Out. And I'll
2: turn my video off because I wonder if that's impacting, you know, the oh, thing. was so the... pretty, though, Willy? Oh, oh. Pretty oh. oh my God. i <laughs> at you. I <laughs> you should have you
1: seen our so faces. Good. We were like, no,
2: no, don't take the pretty room away. <laughs> we're oh so i got a little Fiona so... now. I know. Um, yeah. But it's a, it's a it's a combination of confusion and confidence. So people come in unsure of what they do. Because Fiona, as you were saying before, like you're in it so much, you've been painting for, you know, months on end. You've maybe had a couple of group shows, but you're yeah. so thick in it that actually mm. just step out and talk to someone objective. Yeah. Um, that kind of helps clear the reeds, And mm. then it, it is just that confidence of, ask the question or, you know, what is the question that you need to ask and asking it and setting a time frame around, okay, over the next six months, these are the steps and these are the questions I need to have asked to figure out where I'm going and if I'm moving in the direction that I want.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: It's like so- being, um, what's the word? Um, accountable. You know, like Julie has made me accountable it's
1: it it is it's that kind of having that uh, I've had I've had to Willie otherwise it's untenable (laughs) to work with her I have to pull her up all the time yeah
0: she she just likes to think she does make her feel like she's needed it's all about relationships
1: I know I'm needed love (laughs) you'd be on the floor
2: and then I send a follow-up email once the session is finished, just outlining what we've discussed and what I feel the steps are that we spoke about. So I think that does go to that accountability or it just helps have you like those, you know, when someone sends you a to-do list, you can kind of yeah. go, okay, this is what I need to do. And then also yeah. it helps you being able to go back and measure, okay, what of those things worked and what didn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because there's so so many... Oh. Aren't there? There's only so many. Um, <laughs> I, there's only so many galleries. Yeah. Um, there's only so many. Th- so if you have difficult conversations with, I think you should perhaps consider another career, because I think it's important that sometimes you perhaps don't bark up that tree. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm I, getting I, ready to say really that to me. Basically. No, no, but <laughs> but it's about why you're doing this. Yes. Why, like, do you love to create? And if you love to create and you're doing this because you love to create, then keep keep at it. But if this is a commercial endeavour to you and your creative work has the responsibility of paying your electricity bill, mm. that's a different conversation.
0: Mm, totally. Yes. And I know, true.
2: I know a number of very well-respected artists who still have part-time jobs so that their creativity isn't completely burdened with having to keep the lights on.
0: Definitely, phenomenal artist, William Robinson. Mm. He, through his whole adult you know, life, uh, up until his 60s, so that he knew that he could paint.
1: For what well, he, well, he wanted every, to paint.
0: Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's perfectly okay to be that way. Um,
1: Well I think Um, yeah there's just there's lots of different ways to be an artist I suppose it's like it's not it's not accountancy it's there's you know people are artists for a reason because there's so much freedom in it yeah so you
0: you always say no barrier entry don't you Jules you always say but and then and there's I love saying that I know you do I like I thought Mm. I'd bring it for you because I like that phrase Ben says
1: it all the bloody time low barrier to entry well it is because anyone can call themselves an artist but you can't call yourself an accountant without a qualification where it's such a it's but that's that's what makes it so intriguing
2: um
1: Mm -hmm. and also the fact that it is unregulated makes it very exciting it's you know probably one of the last unregulated things that you can do um which is a massive freedom especially you know what's happening around the world at the moment i'd say artists are very lucky yeah mm, they are but, sorry I didn't mean to go to Kermit <laughs> the Frog I don't know i we're in you know what it's like in lockdown Willie really.
2: so oh, what yes, success
1: yes, <laughs> what success story have you seen through your mentoring and why what steps did they take that made them you know the the mentoring session of success
2: success. Um, so I okay in terms of people who've implemented or taken the steps that have been suggested I, I won't necessarily specify individuals but one no. artist getting into galleries that they mm. wanted to get into that they previously hadn't um, you know when I get the text message through from clients who um, they're like yes so and so gallery agreed to take some few pieces or one artist at the moment has just um secured a city a capital city solo um from have I know from having the conversation right um and so those those moments are um I've worked with a an, an, an artist who is very much emerging who is potentially not going to go down the gallery path they will just continue to create and um I think in their first six months of building their um, email database, because obviously that's something we talk about because you don't own your Instagram followers, right? So if you are intending to go it alone, you need to really start collecting that data. Um, Mm. And this person has collected a database of 600 people interested in their artwork already. Um, Mm. Yeah. So that's just so exciting to me because Um, Like they work full time in something else. They paint in the evenings and on weekends. And this is really something they've wanted to do their whole life, but haven't ever had the kind of courage or certainty to take that step. Um, And so in building that database, they are having, they are getting that courage and certainty to know that, okay, I can, I can do this. So. Yeah.
1: So do do you think, do you think it's, I feel like, it's not always about how good the artwork is, or good and bad, whatever you want to call it. But it's a lot to do with luck, bloody yeah. hard work, um, sometimes knowing the right people, asking the right people. So it, I think people get quite disillusioned, saying, you know, my work's not good enough, or it's not this. I think there's an market, there's an audience for everyone's artwork.
2: Do you think? Absolutely. Uh, there is an audience and and it's because it's so subjective is right like what I like you may not like and the next person might not like so it's almost yeah it's it's it is hard work. Like you, yeah. although you're not answering to any manager or anything, that almost makes it harder, right? Because, because you're doing this work for potentially no remuneration at the point. No yeah. one's saying it's worthwhile and it potentially sitting in your garage for the next however many years. So mm. that, that, that is commitment and dedication to keep on a pursuit, but mm. that may be the result. Finding your audience, knowing where your work sits in the landscape um, of the of the art home interiors world. Um, yeah. Absolutely connections, like, and, and that's across any profession, yeah. right? That's across yes. any profession. So that's right. I think it was Sebastian Goldspink from the Red Leaf Gallery who said, you know, one of the most important things for an artist is their artist community. Mm. Um, and I know a lot of galleries who a warm introduction To an artist, by another artist, is can be so much more successful than a cold introduction.
1: Yes, yes, I
2: see what you
1: mean. Yes,
2: that's like you say. That's across every industry. It's
0: not just the arts. Are you finding it's more um, females, more women that are approaching you?
2: Yeah. Well, it's been mainly females. I've had two guys, and I've asked. I like. I freaked out when men booked in because I was like, oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> um but they also like the they wrote and said the session was super helpful and and they're like it was funny because you know there's there's similar like regardless of the sex of artists yeah. there are similarities in the practice in terms of what you want to achieve um why you're doing it um yeah. you know it's so yeah but it has been predominantly been women with just a couple of blocks.
1: Yeah, interesting. That's just, funny, isn't it?
0: Yeah, because I think when you go, you go on some great short courses or workshops or you know residencies or whatever, and it will be predominantly women, I think, um, which I, which has always fascinated me. And then you look at the food world and you think, well, chefs used to be predominantly male, but now it's getting there's less sort of division of Um, And in the art world, like for a long time, women got no looking. You know, it's it's um, and it's I think
1: predominantly still males are the breadwinners still. Yes, percentage wise. So they're unlikely to be emerging artists going to a workshop on a Wednesday afternoon.
0: But you, yes, that's true. But you think about the amount of artists that we interview we have interviewed who are the main breadwinner of the family and they're kicking goals you know it's I find that interesting that there are so many women out there now who are making a really successful career out of their work they are they've they're really driven they're so totally. driven and I think that's fantastic I think it's bloody mm. b- you. you know like you look back in history and you think of all those women who who weren't allowed to paint or were supporters of their partners or gave up their career, they met at art school and they quit painting or sculpting to support... But I bet statistically
1: men men still get paid shitloads more than women for artworks and, oh, without a doubt. Statistically, they would.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: I'm not saying it's not changing, but it's still, like any industry is still... Male dominated, but I don't. It 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 doesn't really occur to me that I'm female. Do you know what I mean? Like it's touch and go. it doesn't. Touch and go. It's touch. Yeah, it's the androgyny. But no, I. It's not like I. It, I'm not saying I identify as one thing. <laughs> I'm just saying that as an artist, it it. I don't really think. Oh, I'm a female artist, or or no. not. It doesn't really bother me. I don't feel like maybe it's just I've been very lucky growing up in a western culture that i don't feel like i've been really hampered by my being yeah, a female. But, mm,
0: yeah and i think it's become less so you know with our kids generation especially you know there's there's a lot less focus on gender obviously but interestingly with the big prizes talking to Maria about the Archibald and how now you know in the wind there's all these white males who are going I don't get a look in because I'm not indigenous and I'm not female and you're like fuck off mm-hmm. it's time for you to take a step back boys
2: yeah I, I know I um Yeah, the middle-aged white guy, it is not your time in the sun at the moment. It's not. Suck it up.
1: (laughs) I know. It all comes back to reset, I think it really does. So what what do you, you know, talking about, you know, success, what does
2: success mean to you? Yes. Oh, ladies, great question. Um, Success to me is a combination of... um, Seeing other people succeed. So that is one really big thing I have noticed in my work and my practice is that I really enjoy, I get a great deal of fulfilment out of helping other people to then succeed. Mm. Yeah. It's also freedom. So I, I predominantly work for myself. I mean, I, I work at the radio station part-time, um, but then I think I have worked... In a part time sense, oh, I'm working bloody full time at the moment. That's fine. Um, that's good. But I have, I think, since the age of 29, I worked four days a week because I wanted to allow myself time to, um, you know, in that time I was walking, working a corporate career. So I wanted, but I wanted to write. So on that fifth day of the week I would write and I would go to the beach and I would walk in nature and um so success to me is about balancing what my financial outlays and requirements are with freedom because I feel we can become tied that that becomes tied right like the more money you earn it is the more you're working for someone else or um so just balancing those um so yeah seeing other people succeed and then balancing my freedom of time yeah Yeah. and then tell us a bit about breakfast radio come on Willie it sounds so fun I know have fun can can I tell you I pulled up at the lights once next to Kyle Um, Uh. (laughs) like he would have no idea who I am right but we were driving to work at the same time And so I like I drive this little white Suzuki and he was in like one of his Bentleys, I think. And he had the windows rolled down so I could see him. So I like rolled down the window on my Suzuki and was like, Kyle, hi. He just he just shook his head and was like, I've no idea who you are. Like, (laughs) what are you doing? Love it. Love it. (laughs) <laughs> um no look radio has been is you know I feel I, again I feel so fortunate because like three years ago I was an HR lady right and now, now I work in radio speaking to however many thousand Sydney siders each week and ladies I'm on this like secret mission to try and have at least three to five art stories on the radio a week because um I love it yeah right like art news in this country is, is is not appreciated and um no because it's not sport (laughs) Willie.
0: the only way we can raise the profile of the art world is if we turn it into a
2: sport we need a uniform we need (laughs) need some cheerleaders we need monday (laughs) madness or whatever that (laughs) thing is
1: i think art journalism people think it's john mcdonald or nothing possibly
2: i know right um Mm. Uh, so I so I'm starting to do that. I'm starting. I think I hit three art stories this week. Um, and Breakfast Radio is fun, but it is quite weary. Um,
0: yeah, it must be. What time do you have to What get time up? do you
2: have to get there? Uh, I get there at five thirty. Um, Ooh. so I I have got it down to a fine art of waking up at um four forty five, and within twenty minutes. I make a juice a coffee have a shower get dressed put some semblance of makeup on because it makes me feel more awake and I get out the door and um then I get to the radio station and I prep for the half hour leaning into it and then on air is funny <laughs> it's fun um but sometimes I'm, I'm just like oh my god is anyone even listening and then someone will text in and be like yes I'm listening <laughs>
1: Oh, how funny. So do you like, do you prepare like what you're going to say? Or do you just like, how do you come up with stuff to say?
2: Yeah, so there's a team of producers as well. So I produce some of the stories. So in, in the structure of our shows is there's news at the top of the hour and the bottom of the hour. And then at the quarter past and the quarter two, there are stories their story segment slots. So um, I produce some of the stories. I am helping the other producers edit their stories. We The interviews are done live on air. So, you know, this morning I interviewed Ben Quilty about his Afghanistan thing. So um, that was really cool because, A, that was like an art story and, B, you know, what a great initiative. Um, yeah. You know, amazing. He really is. Good on him. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so... It's like the three hours passes quite quickly. I often get to like ten to nine, and I'm like, oh my god, it's like ten to nine. Um, and then I work there for another half hour. I'm like, I'm contracted for four hours a day to the radio station. So. Um,
1: and do you that's is so that exciting?
0: Is yeah. it like really hard to drive, or is it like, as in drive the being on the, being the radio? I,
1: I yeah. thought you meant the Suzuki. I was like, of course,
2: it's not hard to drive a Suzuki. <laughs> so like, like, and I, I I, didn't have a car before this year. We were a one car family. So I like feel like I've got my freedom back uh, with a wow. car. Wow. Um, I love that
0: you a Suzuki. That is the first
2: car. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I feel, someone said to me, uh, like, do you feel like a pea plater driving, like a teenager <laughs> driving around? I'm like, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah it can take it quite a bit of energy like I know I get to Friday after three o'clock Friday afternoon I have nothing for no one Um, yeah because I am trying to be quite positive and up on air Um, and yeah particularly because I you know most radio shows there's two hosts at least if not three yeah whereas I'm like bouncing conversation off myself right Um, which I often laugh loudest at my own jokes, so that's kind of okay. <laughs> You've got a. Really, radio... I'm going to have to listen.
0: I love you. You've got a really good radio voice. So oh, I thank
2: you. Yeah, I think my dad would be proud. He had a very deep, resonant voice, and um, yeah, I think I get that from him. So no, um...
0: good
1: voice. It's
2: well,
0: like you? You want to listen to you? You're like, oh.
1: yeah. <laughs> and that is that's a pretty like it's quite inspiring. I think for you mentoring artists because you've you've really turned your career around and left HR within 3 years look what you're doing that's pretty impressive
2: yeah and look i've i've been very lucky in that i um oh look it's a combination of luck and hard work right yeah. i um i have a very supportive husband um i didn't end up having children haven't been able to have them so like i've thrown myself into things and i think you know life is what you make it right so where you put the energy and effort in obviously you don't want to bang your head up against a brick wall right but um yeah you you can do amazing things with your life if you kind of know where you're going and and have a bit of a support team there to get there
1: so just before we go Mm. i think this is just so helpful for everyone this conversation but what got you into collecting art because fiona's a big collector Like, what do you love about it? Like, did you start going to galleries or what happened?
2: Uh, So I I got my first piece when I was 12. My parents took me to an exhibition. I grew up on a cane farm, not necessarily surrounded by a lot of art. I don't know what inspired my parents. But anyway, they took me to an art exhibition. They said, do you like anything? It was just a small local one. Um, I bought a piece. I still have it today. I love it so much. I love that. Artists can create something just out of their mind, like even if it's they're, they're copying a picture, right? That they have created that with their own hands. It's not like an accountant where you turn up, someone gives you a spreadsheet, you're adding the numbers up. Like it's that that, that has been created by someone out of their mind. I just, I'm so impressed. So, um, I, yeah, we kind of, we, yeah, I, that's that's kind of. I just. Do I, you it, go to galleries? Like, how do you find
1: yeah. the work? Or Instagram? Like
2: galleries, Instagram. Um, I follow. I follow quite a few artists. Um, I'm like a sucker for a good still life. I'm just, you know, my husband says I'm a sucker for a still life because I want one. I like a quite quiet life. So, um, <laughs> you know, give me a cup of tea and a book and a beautiful tablecloth and flowers, and I'm happy. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, predominantly emerging up. We have some kind of mid-career artworks in the house, um, and my husband likes to commission works for. Um, oh, great! Yeah, for prizes. Oh my god! Like he commissioned a piece for to paint this little house by Lucy. Calladon. Oh, David. Lucy, O'Dowdy. oh yeah, isn't that and- what's uh, Reg? Red yeah, Reg daughter. daughter. Yeah. yeah, and um, she she painted this beautiful piece which we have, and then um, she messaged me and said, um, hey, I I had a lot of response from posting that one on. Do you mind if we if I did another one? I'll make it a little different, but um, can I do another one? And initially, I was a bit like, oh, I don't know, and then I was like, oh, really, don't be a bitch. Let the lady paint, <laughs> like you know. So um, she painted this she did a she did an oil uh, she did a pastel of um the the house again and it made it into the wind last year and oh was wow like, whoa, whoa. We, we don't own that painting someone else does like
1: <laughs> willie you could have you could have like stopped that happening good on you for opening the doors i know not being a mole and saying no don't paint anymore <laughs> like no, well, that's, that's right I think- I think that's a good way to be as a collector, isn't it? And an appreciator of art. It's not all mine, mine, mine. It's because you love it and you love the way that artists create. You obviously love the way that artists are. And that's what's so lovely about collecting, isn't it?
0: Yeah, okay. definitely.
1: You are wonderful. That oh, is you such are. a great convo. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, so man. good.
0: When can we book in? Oh. <laughs> I'm booking in, I'll yeah. tell you. No, I'm oh. booking in first. Actually oh, um, how do people
1: book in how do you
2: oh, want what oh, what do people do okay yeah um so the, the link in my bio um yeah link in my bio and it's funny some people are like how often should I book in and I'm like guys like honestly like once or twice a year I have some people who book more frequently, but I'm like once or twice a year you just kind of need to get yourself set for the next kind of six to twelve months and then let's chat again, like after that. So it's, yeah, it's. um, So is it,
1: is it an hour zoom call mm -hmm. and then you, you sort of document what you think should happen?
2: Yeah. So it's an hour. So you you book uh, once that booking comes through, I send the form. So then once the form comes back, I kind of spend about uh, like half an hour reading through the form, going through all your stuff online, your, your kind of work online. It is an hour, um, I can. I've done it by phone call because some people are like this the computer um, you know they don't have a computer or the, they prefer not to be on zoom that's absolutely fine so our phone call or zoom and then um, once we hang up I then send through the email with an overview of what was discussed and kind of what what I see as the plan for sort of the next six to 12 months
1: fantastic thank you Willie oh. well I think there there is going to be lots of interest in that because I think that's just amazing. Oh my thank god! You. Thank you,
2: thank you so much for having me. And seriously, Fiona, get the podcast van sorted. I want. Don't you think? Don't you think like a podcast van driving around to all the art centres in the middle of Australia
0: and t-shirts? Yeah, with t-shirts, we need. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't encourage her, Willie.
2: Don't merch. Her. You need to get onto the merch. Do you make like art wank bags?
1: We don't make no, art wank
2: Willie. We're not <laughs>
1: because I've... No, we are not. We've been through this. It's landfill.
2: Absolute no. I know. I can't no. do it. We are
1: going to do mugs
2: because people use a mug. Because you're know what- a mug. You, <laughs> you know what else you need to do? Yep. What? Art wank what are those things? Um, apron. Apron.
1: Yes, we have thought about that. That might we be have... good. Do you think people would like yeah. buy art rank aprons? Yes. Do you paint in aprons? Like, do you guys paint in aprons? No. This is this is why I've got my paint clothes on. <laughs>
0: yeah. oh, I love
1: it. <laughs> we basically um, get people get do clothes. though. People do. And I
0: we're...
1: don't know. You wear an apron when we go to art class. I know. Are people gonna buy it? I just, see, this is what I need help with. I just totally underestimate things. Willie, we have taken too long. No, thank
2: you you so much. It's so lovely.
1: (laughs) And (laughs) expect our DMs very
2: soon. Yeah, DM me or, yeah, whatever. Give me a call.
1: (laughs) Please don't forget to rate and review and share this podcast. It helps my mum and her friend Fiona get more listeners. Thank you.